All right, what's up, Matt? How are we doing? Good, man. I had a podcast actually just before this. I'm kind of already in the flow state for this stuff. That's good. So, You're already warmed up. Yeah. It's actually funny. I saw something about for like podcasts, if you're trying to just like be comfortable speaking, you should like talk like really fast, like before the podcast and it's almost like a warm up. So like, I don't know, it was the example is like, if you were like bench pressing, um, you would like warm up before that and maybe you warm up to like hit 270, but then you only hit 250. So it's like, you're warming up for more than you're actually going to like speak, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Makes sense. I know like some high level podcasters have like voice coaches um yeah i don't know i think the the thing with podcasts is you don't it's kind of a barrier to overcome you don't want it to be like feel like a performance because then you're gonna like get anxious about it mm-hmm. if it's just like a free-flowing conversation i feel like it's a lot better a lot more yeah, natural. i've noticed that for sure with the evolution and like specific guests i've just been way more anxious for than other ones but i guess we could start off by just going into a little bit of introduction about yourself and how you started getting into writing and like your newsletter and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I got to take it way back, like writing. Yeah. For context for people, I, I guess I built like a brand on Twitter through my writing, just writing Twitter threads and, and long form newsletter pieces, about whatever I'm interested in, but it usually revolves around the central theme of kind of building your own thing on the internet. Whether that's like, you know, a writing kind of business or just anything creative. I just think humans are inherently creative and to build something of your own is important to have just that outlet. I think everyone like has it. And for most people it gets bottled up, like they don't have time and they're, and I think the, the nine to five hate is kind of overplayed, but I think it is important to have like a creative outlet and to be able to monetize that on the internet and then be able to live wherever you want, work when you want and work with who you want. I just think that that's always been appealing to me. And it's something that I've wanted to achieve ever since I was in high school. And so, yeah, it took me like five years through like various different online business ventures bunch of them failed, like filmmaking, photography, drop shipping, but writing is, writing is a thing that I've always been pretty good at, at least in school, like I've always scored well, like on the ACT, got good grades in my writing classes, not so much the math and numbers type of stuff, but yeah, so I started writing on Twitter October of 2022, and then within six months, I I was able to build a full-time income off of writing for other people, ghostwriting. And I dropped out of college at that point. And yeah, now I'm kind of 22. I'm just traveling around. I'm in Costa Rica right now. Plan is to do like three to six months traveling the world with like the overarching theme of like, I don't know, just seeing the world, but also developing relationships with people from everywhere and then honestly like kind of scouting out at the same time where I would want to live Mm -hmm. full time for like a longer period of time. It seems like you've always been, like you said, just like entrepreneurial at heart. And I'm wondering like 
where do you think that came from? Did it just come from wanting to have freedom over your time? Was that the main thing and like where you're working? Cause I know for me, my most feared thing is just being like stuck in like an office somewhere and like not being able to just like go outside if I want to, or just like being told what to do almost like I want to be able to like have like autonomy with my work. And I know there's some jobs that you can't have that, but it just seems like the online things, like we might as well try it while we're young. So I'm just wondering as far as like, what were the main aspects that got you into like wanting to kind of do your own thing versus just going into a different role, which would be like corporate or something like that. I think it was more, I think it was a process of elimination for me. Like I, I worked like retail jobs and I've worked as a zipline guide in Hawaii one summer, which was a fun job and met great people <laughs> had a great time. But throughout those jobs, I, I've always just hated authority, whether it's because some of my bosses, like they were just, I looked at them and they were like technically my superiors at the job. But I was like, these guys are no smarter than me. And I, I just don't like being told what to do. Like staying with in school too. I was like always a fairly good student, but I just hated, for example, like even though I did pretty well in English classes, I hated being told what books to read. And I just I've always found myself like being more intrinsically motivated to pursue my own thing and like like do my follow my own curiosity basically and I think that's what happens for a lot of entrepreneurs I'm just I'm reading um the autobiography of the guy who founded Patagonia and he he says the same thing he's like most entrepreneurs they they fall into it. It's not like they like know from day one, Oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's more so that they just hate like authority and they're just like, this sucks. I'm going to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So this, this guy was like a, he was like a surf and rock climbing bum just traveled. He was like homeless for, for most of his like twenties and thirties. He said he like slept outside most places and didn't even get, he didn't even buy a tent until he was 40 years old. He would just sleep under rocks and trees like in Yosemite. Um, and then now he's a billionaire and he just donated it all the way to, to charity to like clean up the environment. So that's, that's an extreme story. example, but I think, I think there's something to it where people often stumble into it versus like consciously like wanting to do it. So yeah, I think it's just from a distaste of authority. That makes sense because I think a lot of the people like during COVID specifically kind of like we like thought of like what they're doing because they just had so much time to be like, I don't know, home and just not having to like go into work. So I'm wondering like your evolution from going to college, like what made you realize that it wasn't the right thing for you besides just going there? Yeah, I mean, college is it's kind of a touchy subject, I've realized, but... I honestly never wanted to go to college in the first place. So for context, like after high school, I took a gap year to travel. I had an amazing year. This was, this was right before COVID. COVID actually kind of cut my gap year short in yeah March of 2020. 
was supposed to spend a couple months in Australia, but got cut. Or I almost actually got stuck in Sydney, which would have <laughs> sounded cool, but then the restrictions in, in Australia were like some of the most severe in the world. So I'm kind of confident. yeah. Yeah, after that, I was just, I met so many people just on kind of my travels throughout the world that were just making money online. And I saw, like, I visited places like Thailand, the cost of living was just so cheap. And I've just, it's just always made sense to me. Like, not just, like, yeah, you save financially, that's just one aspect of it, but then you also learn about other cultures and you just kind of, you become so much more multidimensional by traveling and yeah. So, and I've always wanted to make money online since high school after following a bunch of like travel vloggers. And I thought what they were doing was super cool. So after that experience and then all of lockdowns and COVID, I was straight up just like, I don't want to go to college, but that's funny. Like the day I was, I was literally like preparing a presentation to my parents about why I shouldn't go to college. And that same day I got accepted into NYU early decision, which I was not expecting to get in because NYU is like a pretty tough school to get into. And I was like, damn, it's actually pretty insane. I <laughs> so, so I ended up going, but during, during college, it's, it, I mean, I can't even give, that's the thing about, I guess, our generation is a couple of years of my college experience were kind of contaminated with the whole COVID lockdown. I didn't get full college experience and NYU especially is not a traditional college experience. So I actually enjoyed some of the classes I took there. I just thought it was ridiculous the amount of money I was spending and for the stuff that I want to do in my career, it just wasn't applicable and I was learning so much more on YouTube and Twitter and just self-educating that way. And yeah, I ended up dropping out, not because I was like, oh, like self-education is great. Cause it's one thing to say it and then it's another thing to actually do it. So I only dropped out once I had the full-time income mm. to do so. Cause I kind of proved it to myself and to my family and yeah. Once that Stripe invoice hit, I was like, damn, I can actually just live off of this. So, Did you always have, like, quote unquote, your shit together as far as, like, in high school? Did you already, like, know that was the path you wanted to take? Because I know a lot of people who get into the Twitter space, they might be because they're, like, they developed something that kind of made them want to share with the world. But it seems like for you, you had, like, ever since high school, you had that, like, drive to really want to do your own thing and just like make money entrepreneurially. So I'm just wondering, like, do you always just have that drive in you? And like, were you ever into like some of these other like cheap pleasures that I know most like young men are into? Yeah. I by no means have, even today, I don't even have my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But in terms of the whole internet stuff, I knew that's what I always wanted to do since high school. And yeah, but I mean, five. it took me five years to finally figure it out. So it's not like I was super quick with it. I just I just realized it from an earlier age, I think, than most people probably do. And yeah, but in college, I was, especially during COVID, I was 
huge stoner. I, by all means, did not have my shit together. And <laughs> really only was able to get consistent with the whole writing online thing. Once I cut that out, like I stopped smoking last July, I think. Yeah, a year ago. And then, yeah, and then after that, I kind of started working out more, started going, getting more into personal development, stuff like that, reading more books. And then that fall semester afterwards, I basically was a full-time student and then was working a part-time job on the weekends. And it was nice because the part-time job was, there's a lot of downtime. So I'd actually do a lot of writing for Twitter while I was working. Um, but yeah, my social life was, my entire social life during that semester was just surfing with my friend like once or twice a week. And just writing the rest of it. So I think that's why I was able, like six months is kind of quick from the time I started writing to the time I was able to make a full-time income. But I think that's why I was like, obsessed with during that time. I, s- I see some of the stuff you write about as far as like your experiences with like crypto and like some of that stuff. So I was wondering if you could like kind of tell the story about that and like what your future not projections, but like just what you think about it now. Cause I know yeah. a lot of people just think of it as like, kind of like whatever, like not worth it, but others are really high on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm my own, like just to preface, like, no, it's not financial advice. <laughs> Don't go buy crypto after this. I mean, I, I mean, it was 20, I think it was spring 2021 when I kind of got into it. That, that was actually my introduction to Twitter. So it kind of segues nicely, but yeah, I, the crypto bull, the crypto market was starting to heat up. I was seeing people make tons of money just by investing in these, just like these random like coins on the internet. And so I, I kind of became really obsessed with it. I was like, damn, maybe this is my ticket to like making money online and kind of financial freedom. And so yeah, I basically turned about, yeah, like 15 grand. And then there was a bunch of ups and downs, but my all-time high was last January 2022. I remember it vividly because I, I was depressed for, like, for the months after. My all-time high was like 85 grand, and I should have taken profits. Of course, the hindsight's always 2020. Um, and then I fell the class trap of thinking it was going to go higher because i'm just i was a 21 year old kid i'm like mm-hmm. even still today i'm not don't know much about investing and basically i was fortunate enough actually just i round tripped back to about where i started so i didn't end up losing much money at all but that was that was tough on me because that spring after the market crashed and my portfolio crashed. I was just cursing myself and beating myself up so hard about just basically gambling away life-changing money. Mm-hmm. And now I actually view it as one of yeah, one of the best things that's happened to me because during that that collapse, I made the brutal realization that this was not a sustainable path and I'm going to have to find 
a way to make money online that is sustainable like through an actual business model. And so that collapsed led me to start, I was already on Twitter every day, like getting crypto news and updates and like seeing what coins you invest in, et cetera. And that's when I started seeing people like Dan Coe and Dakota Robertson and JK Molina posting on Twitter. And they were, they were making crazy amounts of money, like tens of thousands of dollars a month just from writing about their interests online. Mm. And I thought that was so unique. And I, like they're great writers, but I was like, you know, I, I think I could probably learn how to write just as well as them. And I, yeah, I fell into the trap, another trap of procrastination and didn't actually take any action until October, but just studied the game from afar mm-hmm. for a while. And then, yeah. So now I'm, I have a sustainable business model and I, and like I'm able to, I guess I've realized my kind of high school dream of working remotely and, and traveling. And I don't think I would be here right now, honestly, if, if my crypto would have like, if I would have taken profits because I would have gotten too, I know myself and I would have gotten too comfortable. I would have kept trying to invest it to go higher and higher. Mm-hmm. And I know like Naval Ravikant has a great quote that getting rich or like making some money early on through kind of a lucky trade is one of the best is one of the worst ways to build wealth Mm. because it doesn't teach you any lessons. And so now I'm like, at least in investing, I'm, I know to be a lot more cautious. And then, yeah, like recently I've started to dabble more into crypto just kind of investing some of my profits I'm making from writing online into it. Um, just because I do, it does kind of go in cycles. So, yeah, that's my that's my kind of investment <laughs> thesis. Don't follow it. Yeah. Because um, clearly I don't know what I'm doing with crypto, but yeah, it's a risk I'm willing to take. I'm not investing nearly as much of my net worth percentage-wise mm-hmm. into it now. It's kind of funny because I had somewhat similar like early success with investing where around 2020 with the whole COVID pandemic, I just had so much free time to myself and I just opened up like a Roth and like, I was like, all right, let me just throw some money. And I actually, I think the first stock I bought was Moderna, which like ended up being so good. Cause it was like the vaccine or whatever. So I bought it in like March before like the vaccines came out. And then within a year it went up like 2000 X. And it was like the first stock I bought along with like a few others, like Penn national gaming, which was like Barstool. So I had such early success and I was like, checking the market every day. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be like my ticket to wealth. And then like, I don't know, just like the stocks just like tanked. And I was like, just like stop checking. And then now I'm just like, uh, like, I don't really care about stocks as much. Whereas like, I was like looking at them every day. So I kind of relate to that where it's like the early success kind of jacks my like view. And it's like, it should be like a long-term thing when you're investing anyway. Um, but now when I think about investing, I just think about like investing in myself kind of like, so I, I kind of think about like when you say like traveling, like even if you're spending money to travel, that's an investment in yourself because you're like developing as a person. So do you see that the same way? And like, how did you get into traveling and like with that gap year, like did your parents encourage you or what made, made you think about travel? Yeah, actually I have to give credit. It's less than 1% of American 
students to actually take a gap year. And it didn't even cross my mind as a possibility, but I have to give credit to my mom. She was actually the one who suggested I take one because she's always loved traveling and you know, we were fortunate enough to like go on trips as a kid. So I kind of developed that wanderlust. And yeah, after she suggested it, I still was like, eh, I don't know, like none of my friends are doing it. And you now as high schoolers, like we're all kind of like to conform to the to tribe to like be popular or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then once I like actually did some research about some gap year programs that you could go on, I was like, whoa, like you could travel to like a dozen countries around the world and and just have like amazing experiences and like what better time to do that than like as a as a young kid. So it's like when you're older and you have a family and a house, it's just you're restricted by by those responsibilities. So I took took the leap on it and yeah, had an amazing year. I met some amazing people and that like even fueled my drive even higher just because I got a taste of it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't sustainable. Like I wasn't making money online to be able to continue doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And even now, like I, one thing I've been realizing is I don't want to, I don't want to travel like too consistently. I more so want to take the approach of slow traveling, like, longer periods of time and fewer places just to get to really know a place and actually develop friendships and relationships with like some locals and other travelers. And I think you learn a lot more. It's kind of the same analogy as it's better to read like a few great books and really get to know them and understand them versus reading um, like hundreds of books just so you can and it's the same thing, like people try to people try to flex how many countries they've been to. And that's like a vanity metric in and of itself. So yeah, but even now I'm kind of realizing that I do want a home base, probably sooner than I expected I would um, in high school. Just because I think I think it's like we all need as as humans, we all need like a place where we have like friendships that like, you know, we'll be there instead of like just travelers coming for weeks at a time and leaving because it's so transient mm. and just like restaurants, you know, like the menu of and just like baristas and stuff, <laughs> people that you can just like, that you just know, and like you walk in and they recognize you. Like, yeah. There's definitely like having a home base where you can know the best way to kind of do things and then also just that comfort with like where you are and like your workspace and all that i think it just benefits your ability to start like learning other tasks and stuff um i was going to ask you about your newsletter like when you started writing it did you like think oh like i don't know what to write about or did you like specifically like pick a topic before you started and what kind of got you over the barrier of thinking like like, why am I sending out a newsletter? Or did you always just have that confidence that you're, you got it?
So you actually, you never wrote a newsletter, but you had a thousand subscribers to the newsletter. That's kind of crazy. For your writing, has it evolved over time as far as like your procedure for like how you get into working? Um, or did you already know from the beginning that you kind of wanted a, like a kind of like deep work thing where it's like, all right, I'm like kind of going to go in and just like write for an hour or two. Like in the beginning, was it kind of just like sporadic or did you always have like a, a writing uh, protocol? that's cool and i i think that speaks to the whole like entrepreneurial thing and like online like game where it's like the whole reason that you want to be doing this is so you have the, the freedom to like do what you want when you want and i think that's why a lot of people are like kind of trapped because they're just not able to do 
I can't go like watch my kid play a game or whatever just because work gets in the way. And I feel like the online thing is like the route to kind of get out of that. I don't know. I could definitely, I definitely relate to that ever since I started creating, um, just the whole reason I wanted to start creating, like you said, was to have like some money online and to not stress about doing a job. And then it's like, once you have that free time, it's like, you need to start doing that to using that time productively or like picking up some habits or, or hobbies or something. Otherwise it's just like, what is the time really for if you just freed up all this time? Um, and like you said, online is only going to get you so far, like connections online. I feel like the in-person thing is just, I mean, we're humans, like we can't really do everything online. So I was wondering, uh, as far as like, did you have like any mentors in person that were doing this or did you like mostly just find people online? Cause I know like I've kind of had some like inspiration from people like Tim Ferriss and like other people like that where it's like i saw what they're doing and i was like all right if they can do it obviously i need to i need to like put in the work but it is attainable if i do put in the work so i don't know if you have any mentors Yeah. 
go out to dinner, drinks. I think that's super cool. When you talked about like establishing a home base, do you think you're going to like stay in the United States or do you want to go international? I think there is some power to like not making decisions like right away and honestly just like waiting until almost the last minute until you can make the decision. Cause I noticed like with myself, if I like try to like book out stuff too far in advance, it's always like, I'm just like worrying about it. And like, I don't know if I could just like kind of live in the moment and then just sporadically just feel like I am going to go. It seems to be more fun. Um, obviously that it works a lot better when you don't have a family and kids and all that. And you're still a young dude, but. I think part of it is like the way we grow up as far as like the structure of like high school and then college and then go get a job. It seems like everything's just like laid out for you. So once you start to like break off that path, then you realize like, oh, I can really like do anything I want. Um, obviously within some confines, but like, that's even like a whole nother question where it's like, well, once I realize I can do whatever I want, like, what do I actually want to do? Which is like part of my problem where it's like, I know what I don't want to do, but now what do I want to do almost? I don't know if you can like relate to that, but I feel like, I don't know, once you start to break free, 
then you realize there's more decisions. So it's almost like harder to make a decision when you have more decisions. Yeah. yeah so do you have any tips then for like how to like structure that day when you do have the free time or are you still figuring that out yourself so you don't really okay Uh, so sounds good for for me good advice um i got one more question for you so if you could fast forward like five to ten years what are like some things that you or i guess that's not a good question because like you don't want to fast forward but if like you can go down like the road a few years ahead, like, is there anything that you're like, I really want to do this, whether it be like writing a book or selling something or.
I think those are all cool things. And I think part of it is you have to try stuff to then know that you don't want to do it. But have you noticed that your writing in general has like improved a lot over the last nine months you've been writing, right? Or has it been longer? <laughs> just using research or whatever. Yeah, those are the two things I started to learn right away is like you could use and or but and like 
I don't know. You just start like typing in like bullet points versus like full, full out sentences. So it's definitely a learning curve. But I feel like once you get used to it, it's worth it. But thank you for coming on, Matt. I appreciate talking with you and all your expertise on travel and writing and all that. So thanks.